<laughs> you did it. I wanted to do it too. <laughs> I do it every time though, so I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed. Literally every time I go, <clears throat> and then I go. <clears throat> We're good. All right. So now you're just mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that time I actually had something in my throat and I just, I had to get it. Okay. I'm, I'm putting this in the. Okay. This is absolutely making it. Okay. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, yeah. Gold is so bad, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode, what is this, 13, 12? This is 12. Episode 12. 12? Episode 12? Uh, from the tips, it's me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my just fantastic co-host, Rick Landis. How you doing, buddy? Hello, hello, everyone. Um, I appreciate that intro, because that is uh, gassing me up way more than you should be. Um, I don't know if fantastic is the word that I would use. Um, I guess we'll see how the, the podcast goes today. Uh, I do want to issue a formal apology before we start the podcast um, to all of our listeners. Um, you may be noticing, uh, even at the beginning of the podcast already, that my audio is probably crisper than a wavy Lay's chip right now, okay? And I'll tell you why. Wow, wow. Hold on, hold on. I'm not, we're not just going to blow, we're just gonna <laughs> blow by that comparison, okay? I'm not letting that happen. What was that? Okay, I, should, I, I had know. to think of something crispy <laughs> off the top of my head, and that the was way, the first thing that came to mind. It was the way you specified wavy. Like the wavy we ones all, are the we, best. We, exactly. We all know that the regular Lay's chips are arguably garbage, but the yes. wavy. The wavy ones are where it's crispy. at. Crispy. They are crispy. Anyways, continue your apology. Um, I'm sorry. I wasn't so, going to. So, yeah, I do need to issue an apology for that um, because my audio is probably sounding fantastic now, and I just felt like I needed to share why my audio has been trash for the past few weeks. Um, I'm going to get a lot of made fun of for this if i don't even know if i said that right well you've already um, been roasted once this week i have been roasted. getting roasted again yes um <laughs> so i we were getting ready for the podcast today and i was like oh gotta check my mic my audio has been kind of crappy i thought it might have been that i was leaning back too far in my chair um i'm leaning forward today so hopefully that also helps um but what i did notice while i was getting ready and checking my microphone is that my microphone was not plugged in so <laughs> I do need to apologize. It's too good. <laughs> about this microphone. I'm not even using it. Um, so hopefully oh. today is like way better on the oh, audio. Man. And I will do my best to remember to check and make sure that my microphone is plugged in at the beginning of every podcast just for you guys. And, and we all appreciate it. I got, exactly. I mean, yeah, you always sound great, but now just, just wow. Just fantastic. Now you can hear me. I know. Like st fall over my words and not know what to say. Instead of in in right crisp clarity, yes, <laughs> in Lay's wavy chip crisp clarity. <laughs> the only way what, we know how. What a fantastic um, comparison! Speaking I can't of food, get over that. <laughs> speaking of food, we're gonna get it started off with the days of the week. Um, actually, there is no good food today on March thirtieth. Um, the only food of the day is National Turkey Neck Soup Day, and I don't think I've ever had that. Um, oh. So we're going to go with National oh. Doctor's Day. Um, that is today. 
the 30th. So thank you to all the doctors. Thank you to all the nurses. Thank you to everybody that's been doing their part to help slow the spread and control the spread of COVID-19. Hopefully we're on the lower end of this right now. Um, but thank a doctor. Thank a nurse today. Um, I know it's not nurses, but we're going to thank them anyway, because they're all in the same boat. Oh, they definitely um, count for sure. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to all of them. Um, March 31st. Um, apparently we have national tater day. I don't know if that's supposed to be different than tater tot day. Um, is that just, does that all encompass all potatoes? Maybe. Is that, or is like a tater? But I feel like it'd be potato dish. unless, unless this thing was made by someone in the <clears throat> South and they were like, it's national tater day. Yeah. Well, so maybe, I don't know. National Tater Day, March 31st. Get ready for it. Eat potato, um, April 1st, uh, we will be having another podcast, second one of the week, April Fool's. Get See what I did there? Because it's April Fool's Day. Don't don't spring early, that on me. A little bit early <laughs> on that one. Don't do um, that to me. <laughs> I just threw Brian for a world. I was like, like we're one. doing what? <laughs> What's happening right now? Um, actually, April 1st is a lit day. Uh, we have April Fool's Day, National Sourdough Bread Day, and National Burrito Day all in one day. Um, so Also, for most of Major League Baseball, it is opening day. There you go. If you're a baseball fan, I'm going to try to follow. I probably will fail again. Come like game 10. I, try I, do, ha- year, I do. I do have to say you are always there on opening day though. I try. It's just, you're it's consistently there on opening season. day. And it's, it makes no sense for me to say that it's a long season because golf literally lasts all year. And I somehow still pay attention to that. So maybe it's just cause I don't enjoy watching it. I don't know. That's um, a possibility. I mean, I don't judge you for that. I'm trying though. It's a slow sport. I get it. Um, um, yeah, so those are the days we have a few other ones, but I don't need to go through all of them. Um, just because that would take forever. Cause I'm really excited about a lot of the days coming up. So go check out the days of the week and we'll, we'll catch you back up at the beginning of next week. <laughs> all right. Uh, talking about something that wasn't lackluster and excitement, the WGC Dell tech. Now, what was that? What was lackluster and excitement? Did you not like my days of the week? No, I was talking about the baseball thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there okay. You go. Right, sorry, I'm, my bad. I'm, I try. I try. Transition. I try. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the WGC Dell Technologies match play. Uh, Billy Horschel is your winner. And I must say, when his picture pops, he is one handsome devil. He's shredded. He's got, I mean, he's got, he's chiseled and he's got you, a yeah, jawline. Watch him. He's an intimidating dude um, as Indeed. far as muscularity goes. Indeed. And he is your winner of a bracket that, um, Man, was mine bad. Uh, I got one guy right, and that was it. Yeah, we, Out of yeah, the group we stages. We struggled we aggressively. Struggled. Um, I think you did a little bit better than me, though. The only reason I did better was because I had Scotty Scheffler in the final four, um, and I yeah. didn't have him going into the finals. So I guess I kind of I kind of did okay there. Um, other than that, though, we pretty much just crapped the bed on this one. Um, so looking bad. at our brackets right now, you had DJ – and Morikawa in, in the final four on the one side, and JT and Xander Shoffley on the other side. Uh-huh. Not saying that I was right, but he didn't make it out of the first round. All right, whatever. Um, and then I had pretty much the exact same thing, except for that I had Scotty Scheffler in the final four. So go me. Um, That's safe. And then right there. I mean, pretty much the the first knockout doesn't really matter because obviously we only really care about who wins. I did watch pretty much everything that happened this week, which was really exciting, except for the fact that it started on Wednesday which really messed up my work week because I was watching golf on Thursday and I was like, it's Friday already. Let's go. This is fantastic. And I was like, wait a second. No, you're messing with me. It's It's Thursday. Then I got really sad 
But then I got excited again because we still have three more days of golf. So Exactly. So the extra day of golf was nice. Uh, the golf in the match play for some of the matches got a wee bit intense. It did. Um, in some places you wouldn't expect. Yeah, true. Uh, specifically, what we want to touch base on first is the Kevin Na Dustin Johnson match from the group stages. Uh, that one got a bit testy. Very testy. As uh, DJ did not really like that Kevin Na would not give him a putt from, I believe, a couple of inches away, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that is actually false. No. Um, so here's what happened. Um, I read up a lot on it after it happened. Oh, did you? Okay, cool. What happened was um, DJ and Kevin Na were playing against each other. Um, DJ hit a good shot, uh, was about a foot away from the hole, and assumed that it was given to him. So before asking or clarifying with Kevin Na, he picked up his ball. And Kevin Na clearly doesn't take crap from anybody, even the number one player in the world. Kevin so Na went up to him and he's nope. like, the picture that everybody sees is Kevin Na going like this. Um, and that's what everybody is saying, like, oh, Kevin Na won't give it to him. He's saying well, it's too far, whatever. What actually happened is Kevin Na went up to DJ and said, hey, I was going to give that to you, but I just want to let you know that you need to clarify with me that I'm okay with you picking that up first. It's more of a respect thing than anything, so I totally understand. Like, he oh, wasn't yeah. trying to be a oh, jerk yeah. about it. He wasn't nah. like, hey, just because you're number one, you can't do this. I mean, actually, that was what he was doing. But he wasn't trying to be a jerk about it. He was basically just saying, like, hey, this is we're here out of respect for each other. Like, I respect you. You respect me. We're giving each other putts, obviously. But just check with me first. Just check with me. Give me a little bit of respect. That's all I'm asking for. Um, so that's what happened. Um, and I totally respect Kevin now for doing that. Uh, it takes a lot to stand up to anybody in that situation, especially the number one player in the world and defending masters champion. Um, probably not a lot of guys would have said anything about that. And I, no, I really, do, I really do respect the fact that he said something to him. Uh, Kevin, Nod, you're right. Does not take shit from nobody. Uh, <laughs> Kevin said, nah, <laughs> I'm working on that one all week. Yeah. <laughs> it's good all it's week good. that's what you got all week that's I, that, that was it that was uh <laughs> that's what i came with today and i got nothing else um, all right thanks for coming to the show guys. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um yeah i i also respect kevin na greatly for going up to a golfer of dj's caliber and being like hey everybody respects you but you gotta show respect to us other golfers on tour and then he was probably like by the way i also won this year on tour and, and you you haven't yet so uh so respect the drip all right (laughs) (laughs) um now especially when it's a guy like dustin johnson who's basically just a man walking on water at this point number one seed in the dell match play number one golfer in the world and and what what was kevin na ranked he was uh 28th so respectable obviously but not in the top 10 uh, I so, mean, 28th wouldn't have even made the final four because the high seed was like 31 or something, right? In the final four, e 30, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, Scotty was 30. Victor yeah. Perez was 31. Billy Horschel was 32. And Matt Kuchar was 52. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's one of those things where, see, even I was confused of the of the situation that happened. And I didn't read much on it like Rick did. Um, but that's why we have Rick around to tell me. Yeah, I, was looking, I was just like looking around and I was like um, seeing everything that was going on. I saw a post um, from the PGA tour about it and they were saying pretty much the same thing. They were like, Kevin, not calls out DJ 
um, for this putt. And Kevin not commented. Um, he seems to be very active on social media when he wants to be. I can see it. Um, he was like, he was like, no, like get the whole story. Like he was, I was going to give it to him. He just didn't ask me for it. And I wanted to clarify with him that that's what needed to happen. Um, I don't really think it needs to be harped on that much. Um, it happened. It's over with neither of them even made it into the finals. So it's yeah. not like it affected anything too aggressively, more of just a uh, DJ needs to keep his head in the right headspace and um, kind of just respect what's going on around him. Um, if we are going to get um, a little more focused on some things that were going on, the final four was actually a really good matchup to watch. Very competitive. Um, Very competitive. I was, I was surprised. Um, at, were you actually? I mean, those are some solid golfers. Well, Victor Perez don't really know too much about him. Apparently, yeah, me he's, he's up and coming. He's going to be um, a pretty good uh, French player for a while because um, he's pretty young. Also, um, the Scotty Scheffler Matt Kuchar match, though, I did not expect that one to go like it did. Um, Scotty Scheffler just kind of seemed to be all over the place. I was rooting for him once I saw that he was in the final four, but. In his match against Matt Kuchar, he was all over the place. And then in his match against Billy Horschel in the finals, he was also like way all over the place. So I don't know if it was just an inexperienced thing for him. I mean, this was his first time at this event. And I understand that match play is a whole different ball game. Like you have to mentally prepare differently. You have to physically prepare differently with that extra day. Like I understand all that. Um, but when we got to the final four, he was the favorite because he went to school in Texas and this was his home course. While he yeah, was these there. these are the courses he's supposed um, to dominate. Yeah, so he was definitely, I think, probably the favorite, if not one of the favorites, one of the two favorites going into um, the final four. And he just didn't deliver what we thought he was going to deliver. I mean, he only lost two and one to Billy Horschel um, at the end of the at the end of the championship round. And for those that don't know, um, when you do match play, um, winner and loser is written as so for example the finals was billy horschel won two and up over scotty scheffler which means he won he was two up he had two like he won two more holes and there was only one hole to go so scotty scheffler physically could not come back and beat him so that's why it's written as two and one um you'll see three and two stuff like that um there was one time um i think it was like 2008 or something like that something a while ago that tiger woods um, one nine and eight, which means that he was nine up and there was only eight holes to play, which is ridiculous because that match was just done on hole 10. Um, yeah, the biggest gap this year was uh, Scotty Scheffler went five and four on Ian Poulter. Yeah, he kind of that. I mean, him. and that was a domination. Could you yeah. imagine being like, Yeah, how'd you like, how'd you do? Oh, you know, I want my match, you know, nine and eight. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, the day was over in an hour. <laughs> anyway, now we're talking about here. That was a while ago. Um, we got to give credit where it's due, though. Billy Horschel, um, he played great, especially in that championship round. Um, like we said, he's chiseled. He's obviously in fantastic shape. Um, I think he's 34, so he's not like – he's in kind of like his prime area, um, but we just don't really hear too much about him. Obviously, he is 30, 32 um, in the world, I guess, right now, based off of his ranking in this tournament. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. I haven't really checked up, so sorry if that's a misinformation there. Um but you got to give credit where it's due. He played great. He completely deserved it. Um, and I do have a question for you regarding yeah. his win right now. Of course. Um, going into what you're super excited for, do you think this win, being that it was a match play event, do you think that Billy Horschel deserves an automatic into the Ryder Cup? Oh, oh. 
See, that's that's hard. Um, by the way, Billy Horschel is now uh, number seventeen in the world. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because Billy Horschel has been playing some decent golf all year, uh, but winning one tournament, as much as it was the match play and it was uh, a WGC event, it, it was only one event you win. It's it's almost like saying, oh, should um, Kevin Na get the chance to be on the Ryder Cup team because he won once this year or anybody or anybody else, you know, following down the line. It's like they won once on the year. I think they should be more chosen for the team if they've been playing solid golf all year. So, for example, a Jordan Spieth, who has been as much as he hasn't won, he's been playing solid golf all year. Even a Tony Finau, as much as he hasn't won yet, please, Tony, please, for the love of God, win. Um, He's been playing really solid golf all year long. So I think it should be more of a – I'm not going to say that Billy Horschel was a flash in the pan on this one because obviously he's a high-quality golfer and has proven that by winning this, and I think he's going to continue to do really well as the season progresses. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you win once uh, in a season. I don't know if that should automatically get you a Ryder Cup vote, but obviously I'm not Steven Stricker, so I don't have to make these decisions. Steven Stricker was keeping a close eye. Um, <clears throat> that he was. People were tweeting about it, and he was he was definitely keeping his eye on him. Um, that was part of the reason I asked the question, and the other part was just because it was match play. Um, I understand what you're saying about it only being his his one win so far this year, but it was match play. And that is true. That is it, true. It's a compl- like I said, it's a completely different ball game. It's a completely different mentality going into a match play event than it is a stroke play event because you can shoot a ten on a hole, and you're not even close to out of it. Yeah, because all you do is lose one hole. hole. You just lost yeah. one hole. But if you're in stroke play and you get a 10, you're pretty much done. So yeah. that's why I was asking that. Um, that's the beauty. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about match play is that, yeah, you can score a 10 and the other guy pars and you only lost one hole though. So the mental yeah. turnaround that you have to give yourself after going for a 10 is like, well, I have to stay in this because I'm still in this. I can't just check out mentally like you would in a stroke play scenario. So Love that about match play. Um, let me ask you this one more thing. Um, of the three Americans that were in the finals, do you think any of them will make the Ryder Cup team or do you think any of them should? If you uh, think they will? I think who... Maybe who has the best I chance? Think, I think who will and who should are two different guys in this scenario. Yeah. I think Matt Kuchar, given his experience and the fact that he's still playing solid golf, will end up making the team i think scotty scheffler should make the team i'm on board with that yeah um i do think matt kuchar is going to get the pick though um just because he's he's had so much experience in the game of golf he's been in a couple Ryder cups like the man knows how to play in a Ryder cup scenario that's Uh, so if it comes down to it i think matt kuchar out of the out of the top four would go well i guess there's only three americans in there but um I would love to see Scotty Scheffler in a Ryder Cup scenario. Uh, and mostly because I agree with your argument there because he was successful, maybe not championship winning, but he was successful in a match play environment. And match play is arguably one of the most intense days of the Ryder Cup. Um, and honestly, he just lost it. Billy Horschel, if you ask me, did not win that that match. No. Um, Scotty Scheffler, two holes in a row hit into the water. Um, that's tough. You he lose, was up one. He was up one until hole five when it went tied. And then after that, um, 
he just he like just 13. couldn't find it. He just I think couldn't it was like find 13, it. 14 or something like that. He hit two back to back in the water, and it was just like there's no coming back from it. Um, he gave it was it he was gave Billy too much 12. momentum. Um, going from that, and I guess mm-hmm. uh, it was just a little too much mentally for Scotty to come back from. So I don't know. I completely agree. I think it would be really cool to see Scotty out there. Um, but clearly, some work needs to be done um, on his mental game coming down the stretch. Um, and to- if you really look at it, he only lost two and one. It's not like he got yeah, it was close blown out of the water. He kept it tight up until yeah. uh, the, the the water issues started happening. So. Um, I do think that Scotty Scheffler should. I think Matt Kuchar will. Uh, and I have no problem with Matt Kuchar. I think he's a solid golfer, and he's he's been great in history at the Ryder Cup. I have no problem with Matt Kuchar being on the team, but I would love to see Scotty Scheffler there, in maybe instead of Matt Kuchar. So you don't want you don't want to go intimidation factor for the Ryder Cup? Because, like, let me just, like, paint this picture for you real quick, okay? If you want we're, to paint any Ryder Cup pictures, paint away, We're rolling up man. to the Ryder Cup, okay? Paint America, away. squad deep. Okay, we oh. got Bryson standing on the end like a – freight train it's just a maniac okay. we <laughs> just got, breathing heavy in the back <laughs> <laughs> we got we got um brooks kepka feeling healthy also coming in a little bit smaller of a freight train a little bit more uh condensed um although bryson is kind of thinning out a little bit so a i'll give him jam, that jam-packed freight train <laughs> <laughs> we got billy horschel looking shredded okay you just see every single vein popping out of his arm like <laughs> Do you he not want yoked. that? Because, like, to me, he is to me, yoked. <laughs> if, if the U.S. rolls up like the Monstars and we're just, like, intimidation factor all the way, maybe it works. I don't know. I – I look, I'm, I'm with you here. You – I mean, you know me in the Ryder Cup, okay? I have just a deep passion for that tournament. And if like, that's like, how the United States rolls up, I am there with bells on. I'm, I'm going to have it. Like, I just – I just Eagle want to see, it across like, my chest. I just want to see, like – all of America rolling up like buff and, and protein shaked out. Yeah. Cause they let Bryson take care of all of the pre-round nutrition and like training up to the Ryder cup and everything like that. So everybody's and then they're just yoked. like, they're just like walking up and they, they go play Spain and they got like Rom and Garcia who are just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a pipe dream, uh, but like that to me, to me, I would enjoy seeing that. Look, whatever pipe you're smoking, hand it over because I'm <laughs> I'm there with that pipe dream. Uh, in other golf news, as the weekend has gone on, there was Second another PGA event. Yes, there was another PGA event, the Punta Cana Open, and a one Joel Damon wins his first PGA Tour event after, I believe, 118 plays? I think it was 117. 117. Uh, so it was his 118th event. Yes. Um, and first of all, two great storylines come out of this. Well, I guess three. His 118th event, he finally gets a win. That's awesome. Really great for him. Um, two, he, like our friend from the Corn Ferry Tour last week, also slammed a beer after winning and i would like this to be a continuous thing i would like to see this keep happening i want when tiger comes back and wins because he's going to i want him to just like take a can of miller light puncture it with his keys or or his a uh, divot repair tool and just go after he, it because he uses that and has it readily available exactly because like he needs it unlike us um, um just puncture it slug it back i would like this to be a thing so do we 
do we give credit on that to Bobby Diaz or do we give credit on that to Joel Damon? Do we call that? I say give them both credit for doing it back-to-back weeks. So now it's on everybody's radar that that has happened back-to-back times. As long as we, as long as we give Bobby Diaz credit for being the first, that's all I care about. I love Joel Damon. Yeah. I loved all of the stuff that came out of him winning him and his caddy look like they have the greatest bromance of all time. And I'm about it. Um, what's lovely about Bobby Diaz got to get credit. He's got to get credit. What's lovely about both of these scenarios is the amount of swag these two dudes had. I mean, you had Bobby Diaz with his, uh, Marvel socks, badass. (laughs) You had Joel Damon, who was known on tour as the bucket hat guy was taking pictures with his trophy. I'm assuming it's a, it's windy in Punta Cana, I guess. Uh, his bucket hat, his famous bucket hat comes flying off his head. And they, they turn around and he's like, oh, no, my bucket hat. Like, I can't just drop this trophy and run after it. it it's a trophy. <laughs> but so, my hat. <laughs> so the hat goes flying, like, kind of like over this little embankment. And you're like, oh, the hat's gone. No, 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 no. You, you have Joel Damon's caddy sprinting, just comes into the camera, just in full sprint, goes down the embankment. You're like, well, did he get it? And you just see this hat, this bucket hat poke up. And it's like, oh, he did it. Um so that was incredible just because the amount of the amount of caddy love there like not you're you're one and done caddy that you're just paying for the weekend he ain't running that hat down no your, your best bro he's running that hat down he's running that hat down he's, he's running, running that hat. hat down and that man was in a full sprint i thought he was going to like tear an acl going down that embankment he, he was, did he not was stop going. himself he was booking it he was going um the other thing i appreciated seeing from that um i don't know if you saw um i posted it on my personal story if anyone wants to go check it out a lot of other pros were congratulating Joel Damon, which to me is awesome to see that kind of support for another guy out on tour. Cause like, let's be honest, you you're going out there every week wanting to win and to see everybody being excited for somebody else to win like this. Um, this was another thing that I like, I, I looked out, I looked at a lot of stuff about it. Like everything that was posted about it. I saw and I watched everything. Um, he was saying, Joel Damon was saying that when he was starting his career, his wife was working two jobs while he was trying to do the mini tours and like get his name out there and like win and stuff like that. She was working two jobs just to pay the bills. So like, to me, it's impossible not to be happy for this guy. Like, yeah, obviously everyone goes through their certain struggles in life, but like not everybody has the availability to like the perfect way of getting into the PGA tour. And this is a prime example of that. Like he had to grind to get to even to get on the PGA tour. And then it took him 117 starts to get his first win. Um, which to me is just ridiculous. And like, I don't, again, I don't know how you can't be happy for him in this situation. No, it's an incredible story. Uh, just that, that he was able to even be on the PGA tour, uh, not only eventually win because yeah, you grinded to get there. But then you look back in history and he had to grind 117 times on tour just at, I mean, at some points, I'm sure he was grinding just to keep his card. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it says here that um, he missed six of his last seven cuts. Um, and, you know, when coming down the stretch, when you got, you know, Graham McDowell breathing down your neck and uh, a, a couple uh Sam Snyder, Rafael Campos, like good golfers breathing down your neck going into Sunday. Like that's, that's grind golf at its finest. Uh, but he was able to get it done. Um, and he ended up winning his first event on the PGA tour. So props to you, Joel Damon, we've watched interviews with you and we would love for you to come on with from the tips and explain to us schmucks 
exactly how you win on the PGA tour. Now that you finally did it. Um, I feel I like every, it. I feel like recently, every time that we're talking about a winner, I invite them on the show, but I think I'm just going to keep that going. Yeah. Eventually one of them is bound. To it's got to it. hit once, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I'm sure none time. of them are listening right now and they no. have no idea. Well, but actually that's, times, that's false because we have multiple PGA tour listeners. That's obviously. true. Colin Morikawa is a, a confirmed listener. He um, still, he still doesn't like you. He, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I vote. I got him in the final four. I had him in the finals of my bracket this week, so I don't know what else. That's I that's why he he didn't want to make it out of the group stage. He was like, "Not for this guy. Mm-mm. I'm out." So it was my fault. It was. Oh. You did this. You did this to Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The sadness in your face. You're like, "Is this, this was my fault?" I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, sir. Sorry. Didn't mean to do that to you. Um, Moving on in the golf world, the LPGA was at the Kia Classic this last weekend uh, at the Aviera. uh, At the Aviera Golf Club. uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Inby Park ended up getting the win at 14 under, the only golfer to be in double digits under on the tournament. Um, five stroke victory five stroke victory that's um insane and she went only two under in in the fourth round uh so she put in that work Domination. to get to that as it went on so good for nb parker uh yeah parker nb park <laughs> um we unfortunately we didn't get to see a whole lot of the lpga uh because well the dell match play it was it was must watch Just must watch so golf. much going so, on so uh there was a lot going on so uh, good for NB Park. Um, always happy to talk about the LPGA. Another thing we're always, well, now specifically, uh, we have an announcement to make. We are now officially a Temple Golf podcast. Um, as far as college golf is concerned, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, it's uh, Temple Golf or no dice. Don't know, don't know what to tell you. All right. Uh, so we had an interview with Temple golfer Dawson Anders. Uh, incredible interview. The dude is awesome. Uh, it, Rick, I mean, it, it was so cool to talk. I know, about yeah, no, it was, it was great. <laughs> so um, cool. It, it's going to be going on after we finish talking, um, which I'm sure you guys are really excited about, because um, you hate listening to us talk. Pretty much. Uh, I'm going to try to remember to put a timestamp for those of you that want to listen to him and then go back and listen to us when you have time and feel like actually listening to yeah, us. He's the priority. Remember. Um, He's he's one of the one of the five golfers playing for Temple this week um, at the Golden Horseshoe Intercollegiate in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, he's doing pretty good right now. Um, it's actually going on right now, so we'll give you guys a quick update. Um, as of right now, on Monday, um, he is T nine. Um, he went plus two today, so not too bad. I think the leader is like minus six right now. Um, so it's not not too far out of reach right now. Um, so good luck uh, to Dawson for uh, the next next round or um however however long he's playing yet um but yeah we'll get to that interview um shortly but yes we are temple golf fans um and Team i'm really for temple about U that. university i'm really excited about that i've never really had a college to follow no i'm super excited um, now because we went to east stroudsburg so <laughs> um not really too much as far as athletics going on there not um, big now <clears throat> Dawson actually went to high school with us and was um, friends with Brian, which is how we know him. Um, and then by association, I got to talk to him um, because Brian is a social butterfly and I am me. So, <laughs> All right. So at this point in the episode, I'm going to need you, if you're listening to a podcast style, pause, 
if the YouTube video has been released, go to that immediately. Go to this specific <laughs> moment in the video and watch Rick do whatever that was with his hands because that was spectacular. A beautiful butterfly. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> okay, we got off topic. Here is our interview with Temple golfer Dawson Anders. We are privileged, pleased, and and honestly blessed to be in the presence of not only a Temple University D1 golfer, but he came in 12th at the Eastern Amateur. And on top of that, he came in first winning the 2020 Delaware Championship, which by the way, he broke par 22 times for 21 birdies and an eagle and still had to play in a playoff. The man, the myth, the legend, who most importantly got to be blessed by being my teammate while we played hockey in high school, yeah, Dawson right. Anders. Dawson oh, Anders. What's going on? I love that introduction. I thought somebody else was going to be on for a second when you started. No, I got you. Not, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. It's just, it's just uh, my five alter egos that you're going to probably have to deal with throughout this. So buckle up because you're in. If you only have to do a five of them, you're, you're in a good spot. Yeah. You don't I, have to I do only saw a couple in high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it got worse. I promise. It got so much worse. <laughs> it it got that. really bad in college. I love the fact when you release the when we release this video, you can see Dawson's high school banner from when we played hockey. And then I yeah. have I lost my banner. I don't know where it is. I have Here's, my my jersey and my my plaque there. I have that plaque in my room back home. Okay. See, okay. So at least you didn't lose that. So let me ask you this real quick, Dawson. Did you have that banner already hanging up or did you just do that to make Brian happy? <laughs> yeah, I just dusted it off and threw it up for the pod. No, <laughs> hey, I love that. I love that energy, though. I might have had it in my dorm, too. I forget. But no, I brought it here right when I moved into this apartment. I had to put it. something on the walls, and that's probably one of my best uh, items of decor. So we got the we got the Saracen hockey banner, and we got the uh, the uh, Eagles uh, Super Bowl banner there as well. Hey, that's the what matters right there. <laughs> that's what yeah, matters right there. Bands apparently. On I the was gonna now. say that wall decor. I mean, yeah, it might be the best thing because it's it's one of the three things it looks like you have on there. Yeah, I'm a minimalist for sure. And that's what that's what matters. You're too busy, too busy golfing. You don't need. Yeah, you're too golf. busy. Literally, just absolutely dominating right. golf courses. I got like six random clubs. I like are either like uh, way old that I just keep or uh, just in case I need a junk club. I got putter over there. I got like three wedges in this corner. It's got junk clubs. <laughs> this kid's a machine. He's a champion. All right. Well, let's, let's get down to, to, you know, what we're here for. Cause obviously you golf far better than we do, which is why we have you on. So where did it all start? Where, where did Dawson Anders begin playing golf? When was it like, Oh, I can actually do this. Like, at a high level, this is something that I could probably do going to college. When did that all start rolling? Oh, God. So it started by my grandmother introducing me, Rodney, and Clay, my two brothers and myself, into the game when I was nine. And they were all, I guess Clay was probably 14 and Rodney was like 17, maybe maybe a little earlier. But Rodney started when he was like late in high school and I got the jump start at nine years old. And like she took me to the range one day. And I guess she, she always tells the story to like everybody who will listen. She says like, <laughs> he was just hitting these nine irons and he was hitting them. And she was thinking to herself, oh my goodness, this kid's got something there. I don't remember. I don't really remember anything before I was like 12. You were probably thinning there. every shot and it was just going there. far. Yeah, she I was, was like, he's got talent. I was probably just doing a slap shot motion than hitting nine iron. You're probably like, as long as you make contact at that age. Decent. What'd you yeah. say, Rick? Rick, what'd you say, buddy? I said he was probably hitting his nine iron farther then than you than you do now. 
Yeah, probably. No, he probably he probably hit his uh, nine iron at nine years old farther than I hit my drives. That's I mean that's I do not doubt that we're the second. <laughs> so your grandmother showed you the way, basically. Yeah, after like years of us not wanting to, we kind of just gave in and did like um this little camp at like Letterock, you know, background Saraton, Brian. Yeah, we did that. So we just went out and played. We all really liked it. Rodney was the one, of course, like, yeah, I don't know if I like it that much. And he ends up being the, probably the biggest golf nut of all three of us. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you get oh, old. Yeah. Ask us. Oh, yeah. Now that he's uh, working, he's a golf like. And when he can get out, he gets out. Oh, always. You have escape. to. Lunch it's the only escape. Hit balls for like 30 minutes if he has time. Hey, if there's time available, you, you got you to gotta do something. I mean, maybe not you because you're just, you're just busy dominating the college circuit with your 21 birdies and an eagle are you kidding me with that with what what is that tell, I wish tell I could us a little tell bit you. about was, that like that weekend how like how are you feeling after that dude to be honest leading up to that tournament I was hitting balls with like one of my teammates just practicing before we left for Delaware and I was getting so frustrated because I felt like I was just hitting it like absolute crap not going where I wanted not flying right I was like what the hell I was I looked at him I was like dude what, what the hell am I gonna do this week <laughs> then we get to the practice around my other teammate who's like so talented was striping the ball off the tee i'm like this kid's gonna win by a million and then first round it wasn't that challenging of course we still got a sh- like, usually i hit the shots but i think i shot four under the first round went home hung out it's like all right i'm still like losing by three to my buddy austin who ended up tying me in the end uh four under the second round just i don't know i hit like decent shots i think i just made putts that week and hit in the fairway i just kept in play which is always one of my struggles when you I hit it kind of far so if it goes offline it goes offline and oh gets, yeah um, I would I totally agree with you I also have that struggle yeah I mean I yeah, hit it, just, I hit it just I just hit it so far that I'm the same well I gotta I gotta know what's 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 far like if yeah if what, you gotta far, tell us like what far, far is here. far for Brian is sitting his driver 250 so what's that's far, far for Dawson I'm Rivers? out there for that I'm as out there. in the fairway it doesn't matter as long as it's over 200 yards but um that always week, do that <laughs> that week i was probably averaging like maybe 285 290 i was hitting like low little bullets that like just couldn't miss fairways i just went with it because i couldn't really hit it in the air hey as long and, as you have a fairway magnet you're good like it, it was great like the last round or the last two rounds it was windy so like my buddy who plays at maryland austin barman he was like hitting high bombs like beautiful shots i'm like i'm hitting on the range next to him hitting him like 15 feet off the ground but the mine are going farther because they're rolling little, little like, burners my advantage today i guess uh, look and and sometimes you just kind of have to go with what's happening and you you stopped you stopped at round two but i just want to bring up round three where you shot a 65 to jump into first yeah we were just gonna leave that out apparently. like what are we yeah. we're just gonna not talk about <laughs> that, that dawson important. what is that I, I think that was the important part but yeah that round uh that was i started off going like Pretty, I was like two under through like four or five, and I had another birdie. And then I, my only eagle of the week was on a par four. That round, the front nine, I chipped in. Uh, it was like a drivable par four, 290, 300. Hit it over the green. Had a nice little pitch shot with green to work with. Hit it. I was like, oh, that's looking pretty good. And it's like rolling right into a rand on my line I was picking. Goes in the hole. I'm like, all right, I'm now five under. I think I went to the next par three, or maybe it was the par five hole nine. I think I had like a, I don't know, I hit it in two or something and two putted for six under on the front. And then kind of just made like a bunch of pars on the back. I think I bogeyed. No, I shot seven under. So I made a birdie to get to seven under. Made a bogey. 
And then, of course, the last hole of that round, my 54th hole of the tournament, I'm like 180 out hitting a nine iron on the 18th hole of the par five. I smash it, and, like, I hear this weird, like, flubby noise, and then I see my club head flying towards the water. Oh, no. What? <laughs> so my nine iron club head flies off. I'm like, wait, what? I track that down, see it's in the fairway, and then I'm like, oh, my God, my the ball. The club head of the ball. I'm six, I'm six <laughs> under. I don't want to make a double on the last hole. And my ball is somehow going, like, at the green still, lands on the back of the green, gives me have, like, 30 feet. And I'm like, okay. I get my club head. I go. I two-putt. I birdie. I shoot 65. And I'm like, I don't have a nine iron now for the last round because the last day is 36 holes for the last two rounds. So, so you I just went nine, nine iron list? I need a nine iron. So the best thing is I call up my buddy who's also playing, but he missed the cut. And he was like 45 minutes away getting dinner or lunch or something. I was like, bro, I need a buddy, Matt Christick. He's also a teammate and my roommate. I was like, bro, my nine just broke. I have a seven-shot lead, but I need you to come and bring me your nine iron. He hangs up, scarfs down his food, finishes his drink, and bolts over. That's a bro. That's a bro. That, yeah, those are the bro. type of friends you need right there. Yeah, he got to me at the – oh, I was about to tee off, and I wasn't sure if I could put it in play once the round started. Turns out you can, but I told my girlfriend I couldn't. So I had her run, meet him at the car, grab the nine iron, and run it to me. I was counting down like five, four, three, two, one. We were about to hit our start time. <laughs> I, I knew that like we didn't actually need to have for the start of the round, but I didn't tell her that because I was so entertained. That's that that sounds entertaining. Yeah, it was it was it was something. You see, she's gonna know now though. Oh, I told you, her as soon as she gave completely it to me. Completely blown your coverage. She, oh, knew okay. it, she knew it as soon as it happened. I thought you were just totally blowing up your own spot. I was like, Dawson, you need to stop yourself here, buddy. Just stop. Oh no, that's too funny not to tell her. You give us too much credit, Brian. People don't listen to us. No, nobody. No, no one's one ever going to know. No, how are they ever going to know? Uh, so he go he goes into Sunday with um, Evan Brown of Loyola University, a senior, and uh, Austin Barbin of the University of Maryland, a rising sophomore at the time. Uh, the three of you were were pretty tight going into uh, the last day. You did have the sole lead, but they were right on you. Yeah, after the second round, so going into the last day, which is 36, I think I was eight under. I think Austin was eight under. So we actually played together when I shot seven under. And then Evan was seven or six under. Maybe it was also eight under. I forget. I played with – also, I played with Peter Barron, one of the first two rounds, who was, like, a nice guy from Jersey. I think he won it, like, once or twice. Like he was a really good player. So do you, like, know these guys, like, well? Like, when you guys go out and play these tournaments, are these, like – are you guys, like – buddies and hang out or are you like all there competitively to win and don't talk oh evan uh evan brown and austin barbin i've known since beginning of high like going into high school we've always been like competitive with each other but when we entered that playoff i was like all right these are two guys i've known forever i know they're very good so i'm like i'm just gonna have fun with it like we were having like i was we we're chopping it up during the, the uh, first part of three and like through the entire time it was really fun oh all right, well, you got to play head games. Yeah, exactly. You got to get know them well enough. You got to play head games. That's what I do with Brian when we get out there. I don't know how to play head games. I just, I think we drew straws and I can't remember if I hit first, second, or third, but I think I might have hit second because I stuffed an eight iron from like 190 because I knew the adrenaline would be going through my body. So I ripped it to like five feet, like just below the hole and canned it after they made like their par putts. I was like, oh, that's a great way to start. That's a fantastic way to start. Hey, if you need head game lessons, Rick is uh, your, your teacher. Uh, he he's, uh, he lives rent free in, in, years in of my practice head. With Ryan. Years of practice. <laughs> lives rent free in what I got going on up here. Ryan but is take... a significantly better golfer than me, but I keep it close because I get in his head. I, I got no clothes. I got no closing game. I got nothing. <laughs> um, take us into the the playoff that had to happen on Sunday. Like, how did this wrap up? Because 
you went in with sole lead and now you're tied. So yeah, after that third round, I, I mean, talking about like the fourth round, cause I kind of botched the fourth round a little bit. Well, you can talk about both. If you want to make us feel better and talk about like when you golf bad, that'd be great. I, uh, so my seven shot lead disappeared in like four holes on the uh, final oh, no. round. Oh, no. I went bogey, then I hit one in the water on the par five, hole two, made double bogey. I'm pretty sure they both went birdie, birdie. So that's one, two, three. That's five shots swing right there in two oh, holes. Man. Oh, no. So it was gone, but I didn't know any of this. I was did not check the leaderboard. I was like, all right, I just got to try and shoot like par or something. Make them shoot like 64, 65 to catch up, which they did, of course. Why wouldn't they? You know, I kind of expected it. It was, they were so sick. But yeah, I shot like one over. And I was thinking, like, oh, I really just blew a seven-shot lead. But, like, when they shoot, like, 64, 65, I think they took it from me. I they, 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 yeah, I don't know if you yeah, gave it up. I think that was Yeah, stolen. that's a good round. Like, <laughs> I actually made some clutch birdies coming in that I didn't even realize were clutch until I was looking at the leaderboard. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. Thank God I, I made those birdies. I, did that. <laughs> I lost the lead, like, once or twice, and I made a couple birdies. Huh. But, thankfully, you did end up winning. Uh, have a sick trophy. Um, you have a trophy is, with you? Yeah, did, did you get Not to keep that at all? There was a picture on my Insta. The big one, I didn't get to keep, but they gave me, like, this glass thing. But I think oh, my I mean, on the big one now. I mean, you're you're in the middle of, of talking to us for whatever reason. Plug your Instagram. Go ahead. This is yeah, your moment. This is your, oh, this I is think your moment. at Danders3855. I think that's I, I don't know. I don't, I don't you know. I'm D-A-D-A-D-A. not creeping. <laughs> in fact i do know it by heart but i'm gonna act like i don't i don't post very often that the, the delaware picture was the last thing i posted and that was like seven months ago that's the only thing people need to know that's it that's all they need to know that's all that matters i don't do much at all all right so like rick and i were talking on on the last podcast or i think it was after the last podcast we were just like riffing or whatever and he asked me he goes exactly how many strokes do you think we would need as a two-man scramble to beat Dawson? And then I saw I that little that 65 many. you put on there. I don't think you did that many. <laughs> the two-man scramble, you surprise yourself. I don't think you yeah. understand how bad we are. No. <laughs> okay. <surreal thing. laughs> I feel like I like this. I like that he's like hyping us up. I mean, I do. I like continue. the confidence in us. It's misplaced, but I like it. So yeah. misplaced. Um, what's your guys' handicaps? I'm a 20, teetering on I a 19. I'm like a 20, 22 right now, 20, 22, something like that. Um, I don't know so how it works for great. two minutes. If I was playing one of you straight up, you would get 23, 24 shots. Because I'm a plus three, plus four-ish. Of course That's he's a plus just, handicap. But he's not even scratch. He's a plus. Like, <laughs> this is so wrong. A better ball. You, one of you will make a par pretty much every time, I feel. No. <laughs> just hand it Definitely not. <laughs> it, 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 de- it depends on how the day is going for us. Uh, You're also assuming I'm just going to play well. I shoot. I still fire 80s now and then. Look, I mean. I've when... never even broke 90, so. Yeah, he's like, he's like <laughs> I, I sometimes talent. fire 80s. Like, we're even, we've even come close. I've only shot in the 80s twice. Sometimes I have really bad days and I shoot 80. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the best round you ever shot? I've shot 65 in tournaments, like five or six times so i've never i've it's been 65 but it's been 65 as five under six under and seven under okay it's like par 70 71 72 ever lower than that in like yet. just like playing at a muni or anything oh uh, i shot brian you remember mainland uh we I love, love mainland. mainland what do you mean oh uh, dude I, we love it course i shot 64 there last time i was there which i think is 
seven or eight under. That's so wrong. So if we were to if we were to play the two man scramble against Dawson at Mainland, we would easily. Oh, we would get smoked. Shots. We have to we go somewhere he's never 20. played. <laughs> yeah, we should go to Letter Rock. That place was great for high school golf. Never, 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 never played Letter Rock yet. Um, Let's put us oh, at more funky. of a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever played? I know, that, I know that course so well now. You ever played Macoby Run in Green Lane? Oh God, yeah. I was kind of hoping we'd have an edge there. <laughs> Brian, he grew up in the uh, same Macobie area. I know. Downhill par three. What was that? The whole nine Macoby downhill par three, or is that eighteen? Oh, are you talking about like the one that's like nine. the upper tier, bottom green? Yeah. Fun fact: Rick got a hole in one on that hole. No, really? that was fifteen. I got a hole in one on. No, that's what we're talking about. He just didn't. I know thought he was talking about nine. I thought it was nine. I'm talking about nine. Yeah, oh, where the clubhouse is. Finish up the front. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that's McCoby, Ron. That's where the yes. one outing I used to always yes. play is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nine's downhill. Okay, yeah, that's McCoby. Yeah, I played McCoby. We played there for a high school match against like Christopher Doc once. That's a good one. I'm just, I'm just kind of hoping he doesn't remember because it sounds like he doesn't remember a damn thing. So I don't remember much. Oh, I was you. You were thinking of the other really downhill one that's like yeah. 160 plays like 130. Is that 15? No, that it's like it's like plays a hundred. It plays like, like one ten. Like hundred. Yeah, it plays like one ten longest. Uh, I just realized they have like three really downhill par threes because I just yes, I know the one you're all thinking. Of them. Yeah, all of them. So you're talking about the wedge one. I remember yeah. that one too. Yeah. Over yeah. the whole creek. Rick got a hole in one yeah. on that hole. That's a great hole in one. I seem to miss. I used to miss the green there all the time. I still miss the green there. I do every other time. It was just a fluke. And what was fascinating about it is it was during COVID time, so there was a noodle in there. And, yeah. yeah. Dang, and I somehow he still lot. drained yeah, it. We thought it was hanging out like on the edge, and I got really sad. Oh, but it, it didn't. But that's fine. Um, your only hole in one? <laughs> yes, probably my only ever. I don't know if I'm ever going to get another one because, like, so I don't know. Like, do you have one or do you have I, multiple? I just got my first one last year. Oh, nice. Where at? Not a boy. Uh, Firestone, but not the tour course, the other course. Where's that? Oh, at? yeah. Good. Because uh, Ohio, other one. Okay, <laughs> not the not the tour one. That's awesome. What was, what was the what was the hole on? Uh, that's actually another really. I gotta tell you, like a three hole stretch. I did that tournament. This is so I fired eighty in the first round, and then the hole in one round was my second round. And it's a par five before the par three. I birdie that. I go to the par three. It's like a semi island. It's like land through here and then water all the way around. Okay. I hit like a six iron or something. I doubled it the first round. Let that be known. So I doubled the hole the first round, and this time I kind of push it because I was playing for the middle of the green, and I push it and it start going right the pin. I hear it smack the pin, but my parents are down by the green and give no reaction. So I'm like, okay, great. It hit the pin, just went in the water. So I'm like walking down there like, this is annoying. I'm already – I was one under. I was like, I was about to shoot a good round, and now I'm already back to one over whatever. I get down there. I look up. I look right into the pin. There's an indentation right into the cup, and it just flew into the cup and stayed in there. And no reaction from your parents. Nah, Look, no. Look, if, if you if you met his parents, you'd understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they love to react, but they had no idea what happened. They couldn't even see the ball because it just jammed right in. They didn't even know what happened. It was like, is it in no. the ground? What happened? <laughs> I, I grabbed the you, ball like, the wanna... cup and I was like, most anticlimactic hole in one ever. Yeah, like you want to be able to celebrate on the team when you see it go in. Like, yeah, I was like, that hit the pin. The guy's like, uh, I think so. I was like, see where it went. They're like, I don't see it on the green, and I'm like. Are you kidding me? Uh, so fun. is it in water? Is the parking lot? <laughs> There's a lot of other places it could be. Bottom of the cup. Bottom, Bottom of, the, of cup. the cup. I See, love that. Yeah, even even really good golfers just assume it didn't no, go. We don't even know. We don't even know what's going on most of the time. <laughs> that's, and that's, the very that's next hole, 
the very next toll gate is another floor five where it's like carry of like water like 260 to like 350 depending how much you take on so i just made a hole in one and i'm like all right i'm in this driver just as far left as i can keep it in play i kill a drive and it carries probably like 320 over the water because i pushed it again carries forever hits the fairway clears by like two feet over the water and i have like eight iron into another par five hit that to 10 feet and i make it for an eagle so I go right. birdie, hole in one, eagle, went what? even to five under in three holes. How did you not win that tournament, too? So I shot 80 the first round. Oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. I ended up getting like 20th, but I shot 67 that round, five under. And then the last round, I shot even. Because I doubled that par three again that I had a hole in one on. I played it. I played the hole Damn. two over with a hole in one. Oh, you that's hate insane. to see it. That's not okay. That's, that's not good. It's my first hole. It's my only hole in one hole, but I hate that hole. <laughs> yeah, but like, you still got the hole in one though, so you can't hate it. I guess the two yeah, doubles. It's got my out. numbers. It's got my numbers still. It's I playing mind games you. with you. It's playing mind games. Yeah, I don't. I gotta I don't ask you this though. Um, I got a lot of crap talking about my hole in one on the podcast because I shot it with a top flight. What did you shoot yours with? Out of curiosity, I'm sure you don't use top flights. I guarantee well, you. Not anymore. I used to though, but I, res- I respect the grind. Uh, it was a <laughs> he knows. He knows. Only chrome soft. Good ball okay. choice. Good ball Good choice. choice. Yeah, I played yeah. Slozengers up until like I started high school. Then I played Slick <laughs> I had those yellow Strixon Q stars. Kids made love. I love Strixon. high school matches, so I stopped. Damn, you didn't even have the Z stars. You had the Q stars. I don't know what the difference was. I just played whichever one I thought was uh, better. That's that's a good golfer right there. It doesn't I feel that matter. I just play whatever I find in the woods. So yeah, the yellow was easy to pick up. Look, yeah. I, if you go if you go into the woods losing one ball, come out with five. You technically that's a win. win. You win. Won the hole. You win. Uh, like, <laughs> All right, so we do have some questions we want to fire off for you here. Go ahead. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the first one here. Um, what's the best hole you've ever played? Like in in your college career, even high school, or as a kid, like one hole that you were like—I mean, obviously you've eagled holes before, so that is yeah. Oh, you but mean like, like best way I've played a hole, or like the most awesome hole I've ever played? Like most awesome hole you've ever played. Um, I, I'm gonna say other than the hole in one, but we are touched. But not like that, scenic so. value, just like I played it really well. No, scenic value is fine too. I mean, you answer this question you however you feel. Account. Yeah. I cannot remember course as well, but I played Pebble Beach back when I was in like eighth, ninth grade as a graduation trip for my brothers. So, oh my God, what? <laughs> Tell me how gorgeous that was. Just, just, just let I me. I wish I was older because it's like a vague memory, but it was awesome. Oh, that and Spyglass. Spyglass, I barely remember because. Oh, I want to play Spyglass. Played so Spyglass bad. too. I the first oh. tee shot, I think. Yeah, we played all around there. It was an amazing week. He's I living. He's living our dream life, Rick. Oh wait, he's... I gotta take that back. Also, we played the old course for Clay's grad trip. Of course you did. Played the old course, course too. We oh. played the old course, the new course, and then like two others around the area. We did like a whole golf tour. But yeah, playing oh the um, road hole and then the finishing hole. What's it called? I don't oh, um, the uh, 18th of the old course. Yeah, does it have a, na- a special name? I it does. It has a nickname. Um, the road hole was cool because you got hit over that hotel. I would have probably thing, killed somebody. The best thing about the 18th hole is how much room you have left, and there's like no room right. So we all just get like cuts up there. And then Clay was like, I am not going right. So he aims left and like hooks it and hits it probably 150 yards left and almost goes OB on hole one, <laughs> which is a feat that I don't think anybody's ever done. I love but he that. just did not want to miss right. That's well, I, I mean, I, I get that. Par, though. You made a par. Hey, hey look, if you, if, you make a, if you make a par, you're, you're good yeah, to you go. You get a par save, you're good. And Clay shot even par on the old course. Oh, could you 71. Imagine? Good for him. And played, played hockey with Clay too. 
Uh, I'm not finding a specific name for it, um, except for except for closing time. Some of them call it, so I don't know. Um, but you, but the old course, like you got it, you got it. Like that's where like golf was basically yeah, invented. We were, that was an amazing week. That was for my graduation trip. We went to Scotland. We've been lucky enough to play some amazing places. Seriously, man. I, okay, so like it. Honestly, I'm so glad that question went the way it did. I, I, would, yeah, I would much no, rather hear about so those courses. Than, I didn't know where I was gonna go with that. I kind of like just said went with it. I love that. Uh, so, Crazy. like, as far as what? So obviously, you're doing college golf now at a high level. Um, what's next in in the the golf career of uh, a Dawson Anders? What like what is step? I guess at this point, five, six. Maybe seven and eight. Step is who knows what number it is. Um, I think I eventually want to play professional golf, and that's just like a very daunting thing to think about graduating college and then throwing myself into that. But I just try and take it like little steps, like play well my next college event, win something, just gain confidence and like give myself a reason to give it a go. Yeah, look, if you need confidence ever. You just let us know and play against us and then absolutely just shellac us. Be the most we confident man. We will we'll gas, gas you, you up. up. If Let's you go. if you go on tour, it doesn't matter what tour. It can be one of the one of the uh, state tours. It can be the Corn Ferry. We don't care. It could be it could be a regular tour. We will be there with bells on. Pro- probably, I might be a little too hammered, but we're gonna have a good time, nonetheless. <laughs> Dude, my own personal hype squad. You got oh, one. We will be Congratulations. That. Yeah, you you, you 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 had you have it all at this point. So yeah, I mean now you now you just you can't just tease me with saying you're gonna go pro and then not go pro. So you're gonna have to now. I don't have a better plan right now, but this COVID but, really screwed everything up. Yeah, what was what was it like with uh, COVID putting a pause into your season? Yeah, so it started like we heard whispers of COVID and we were at our last tournament at Palmetto last year, and then we finished our tournament. We fly back. We all, we're on the plane knowing like, oh, this is gross. We shouldn't be on a plane. Like there's a disease going around. Yeah, like we that. We get back and nasty. two days later, our season's canceled and I'm back home. I'm like, oh. what? Yeah, you're like, what happened? I was like, I, I literally just played ball at a tournament, got my first collegiate top five, and now it's over. Senior, junior year is over. Oh, what a horrible time for that to happen. Yeah, I know. First, I wrote your first top five? Oh. Yeah. It was really, it was like my best I've played in a college tournament in a while. Because I've always struggled in college a little bit. Amateur circuit, I do all right. But college, I still haven't really broke through. So um, as far as the amateur circuit, like uh, what what circuit is it? Like what what when do you play it? And tell us about that a little bit. Lately, I've been trying to go more down south. Like I told you, I played the Eastern, the Dixie. Uh, so I, like after this summer, I'm probably going to go play the Eastern. Uh, I'll probably have to Monday qualify into some bigger events because my ranking, my world ranking isn't that great because of COVID and because I haven't played that great. But I'll Monday qualify into some stuff. I Monday qualified in the Palmetto Am last year. Uh, I might try and go north-south this year. But basically, just like I play some stuff in Philly, but mainly I go down to Virginia, Carolinas, Florida, and try and play as much as I can. Because there's always something to play, but you got to have a ranking to get into the really good stuff or you got to Monday qualify in. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the good golf down there to just to keep yourself going, you know, to actual good golf courses. You know, I mean, the Philadelphia area, obviously – so many good ones. perfectly fine golf courses out here but i mean the farther down south you go the better the courses get so the competition down south is a different level is it like a whole totally different beast oh god like florida junior golf kids that come out of there are just so much different than like philly jersey kids they're it's like football in texas it yeah, is like football in texas <laughs> just not comparable 
Is it is it just like their is it like their swag level because of the southern accent and like they just carry they themselves? Literally dress, with that? They literally dress differently too. Like you can tell if someone's from the north by the clothes they wear and someone's from the south. Take me through that. What does that even mean? Yeah, like, I, when know, I go down I to know, the know, southern tournaments, like I have like my shorts are longer. They're all like, uh, like oh, what's that brand called? Vineyard vines. They're like mid thigh. They're shorter shorts. <laughs> you got these like woven belts, and they wear like the rope hats. That's how you spot That's a southern golfer. They probably got hammer quads too, don't they? I mean, these things, these things are probably just massive. Most of them are just skinny. <laughs> so they just, they just, it's just a, yeah, but they hit the ball far for sure. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, it's just a whole bunch of Dawsons. It's just half of them from the south. Yeah, just lanky. <laughs> just a bunch of lanky <laughs> dudes. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you are um, in an amateur circuit. You're playing at a collegiate level. However, there's something that Rick and I do that we we hold dear to our hearts, and that and that is a that is a, a like a pre-round routine snack, food, something along those lines. Do you have like a pre-round type of routine that you go through at all, or even mid-round? So do you take a hot dog at the turn? Like, let me know. What do they have what? hot dogs at the turn? And can you do that? College golf is that a thing? They give us. Well, we play 36 old days the first round, first day. So we'll get like a box lunch after the first round. Just keep on going and play for like 10, 12 hours. What's in it's the box? Never a hot. It's usually a, it's a it's a hoagie, an apple, and a cookie and some chips. Right on. Pretty much every single Classic. time. I respect Classic. that. Feel like they're missing on the hot dog, but it is what it is. I do love a good hot dog. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. It, it just miss, resets you on the turn. Oh, yeah. But like, but like, what like pre-round Dawson? What what is he doing? What is locking him in to shoot twenty-one birdies over a weekend and, and also an eagle? Gosh, I don't know if so I like, like, maybe subconsciously I do something, but I pretty much just I don't know. I'd like to drive myself to the course. Typically, I don't like being driven that often. That's the only thing so, I can think of. So you can think about it, like while you're on the way, like think about what I, you want. I think to I like do, to or... drive so I can't think about it. I'm just figuring out how to get okay. there. Gotcha. He's like just he's just lost on his way, so he has no time to think. <laughs> I like to approach it very light. I think. Gotcha. So do you I'm have like a, a pre-round meal or anything like that? Because like I don't know if you you um if you saw, but Brian is a huge fan of the bagel with cream cheese. Um, uh, and we were must. out the other weekend, it's and he had about an inch of cream cheese on his bagel. That's like his oh. uh his pre-round thing. Do you have like a pre-round meal? Do you even eat before a round? I try to eat before a round, but college you have to get up at like. You got 7 30, 8 o'clock tea times. You got to get there an hour before and you just got to eat whatever you can to get some fuel in you. But I'll just probably bring up some granola bars, peanut butter and jelly if I'm lucky in the summer or something. Gotcha. Uh, I, I load the snacks into my bag for sure. I mean, like what kind of snacks are you talking? Like peanuts or something? We said granola bars. We, oh, yeah. I mean, but like, bars, yeah. there's chewy bars. We got, we love uh, the uh, Nutrigrain bars uh, oh those uh, things temple. are so good those are a staple yeah. of temple golf oh Love Tem- temple bars. golf sponsored nutrigrain what which flavor because like there is an elite flavor i just have to there is here either apple cinnamon or oh, that's the he knows what's up apple he knows cinnamon. what's up that is elite he knows exactly what is up um now here is a question that we fielded on the podcast we kind of talked about um we gotta know out of all the possible oreos what would be your favorite Oreo? You have all the choices in the world. You have double stuff, mega stuff, thins. If you're weird, I don't know. Um, you have the the whatever whatever Rick said. It's it's pretty much. This might be the tiebreaker between the two of us. That's what I'm saying. I think this, I think this would be like this might be the tiebreaker as to who's right. 
It's I weird that I know exactly what I prefer, but like I, I hate the double stuff. I hate the mega stuff, especially. It's just way too much. That's just wrong. Now, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of the chocolate. I love the just regular golden Oreos. Yes! No! Dawson, no! They're superior. They're so good. Let's no! Dawson! The golden Oreos are the best. I literally ate them in our last tournament. I got a big box of them. Confirmed. You hurt me. Get out I am of here, hurt. Brian. I am hurt. Legs. Damn, son. I okay. appreciate that more than you know, Dawson. <laughs> yeah, you just, I you get just, so much crap for that. You just gave him so much. I'm not going to hear the end of this. You Wait, so Brian, what are you, double stuffed chocolate? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Mega stuff oh, if it's available. Oh, no. Yeah, come on, man. That's, that's the goods. That's the goods right there, man. Cookie to cream is way off. No, that's <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. But okay, fine. I'm not going to get that. I do want to point one thing out, Brian. Um. Dawson plays golf at a D1 level, and you do not, and he likes the golden. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just doing it there's wrong. Something there. Just, there I, might there be. Might, there's a correlation. There. I think there's a correlation. I think. I think there might be. I think Rick, Rick might uh, beat you on your next outing now. I think I he's going so. to. He's going to be like Dawson. Dawson told me that I got to do this, and he's going to. I'm just going to eat a golden Oreo and hit a bomb. He's going to shoot eight and eighty-five that day, and he's going to be like, <laughs> "It's the Oreos." <laughs> Bring a whole pack, a whole pack of them. I wouldn't doubt it. All right, uh, last question for you because I do will will not waste all of your time. Uh, if if you were to be sponsored by any golf brand company, no, no not even just golf. If you could be sponsored yeah, by any literally brand, anything, any, anybody, like Oreo. If you could be sponsored by Oreo, would that be your number one? Like, what would be your number one thing if you could be sponsored by anybody? What would it be? Like food company too. Yeah, anything, Dude, any, involved. Any company. anything involved. It can any do whatever company. you want. I got Bojangles. Bojangles. Yeah, I love Dang. Bojangles. So you Let's really go. do go down south a lot. because I, not... I love the south for the food. Like Bojangles, Cookout, so Waffle good. House. When I tr- I'll drive down to Florida for tournaments like 20 hours. I'll start at a Waffle House for breakfast at like 7 o'clock. Drive till noon, eat Bojangles. And then for dinner, I'll find like something else, probably a cookout. Horrible That's for my amazing. body, horrible for my intestines, but I have to do it. That's fantastic. Dude, you make you make like the southern fast food chain tour like oh, on yeah, your I'm on like, your own. You just do it all. I'm gonna convert to being southern. We're gonna need I like that. we're gonna need like I a like map that. of a Dawson road trip to Florida. Dawson so road trip. Can, Which so waffle house did you stop at? A lot Brian of random stops at fast food places. I've had Bojangles, but it was so long ago I kind of forget. Bojangles it's amazing. Are you a Sweet Carl's piece. Jr. or Hardee's kind of guy too? No, nah, I never is- had it. I don't even know what that is really. Uh, I, that's like Alabama deep. That's like deep south, deep south. They, they have like that in, a King. little bit in like North Carolina area. I guess Bojangles is just like the dominant one. It's the dominant yeah. in like North Carolina. It's huge there. They so, sponsor the Panthers. They, indeed, they do. Mm-hmm. They are sponsor the Panthers. Very, very excited for you for knowing that. <laughs> so like it's all over every store So is is it just me? Because like the I've been to a Waffle House only a few times in my life. Waffle House is like uh, an enigma. Like, I feel like when you walk into a Waffle House, like really late at night, it's like time has now stopped. It does. It's it's a strange feeling in a Waffle House. And it's not like the food takes you to some terrestrial plane. (laughs) It's like just weird in there, man. It's just awesome. You see every type of person and there's always someone in a Waffle House, three, four in the morning, 10 o'clock at night. It's (laughs) fast. It's good. It's just greasy enough. Um, It's just and I love the people that work there. They're all so nice. Fast, good, and just greasy enough. Waffle House, we have your that new slogan. A, that is a great <laughs> slogan. Put, put that on a t-shirt and sell it. Okay. I'd wear it. 
I'd wear it. Oh my God. I'd wear, I'd wear that constantly. (laughs) All right, Dawson. This was incredible, man. Thank you so much for giving us the interview. Yeah, really Um, appreciate it. Plug, plug more socials. If you have them, unless it's just the Instagram. Pretty when, much uh, when's your next tournament yeah when's your next tournament you right, coming like, up or let us follow yeah, our team leaves on saturday for golden horseshoe down in virginia okay always going down to where he likes to play yeah it's I'm, dangerous I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up some bojangles on the way oh there yes is. sir Three-round bojangles. all right well we'll, we'll we'll be following we'll see what you got going on brother awesome all right dawson thank, thank you guys so much for having me so much man and that was our interview with dawson kid was incredible i mean what a person what a personality uh first of all i love that he took us through his restaurant like tour of what he does oh like, yeah fantastic i, I loved, take notes i loved hearing about um the best fast food places and best places to get to get food down in the south um i've yes, been down there once or twice um so i i did know of the places he was speaking of but i haven't gotten the chance to be at too many of them um we gotta, but yeah it was great we gotta was get great to, to a bojangles we got to get one of those. We got to do that. Bojangles is great. We got to get there. Um, road trip to Bojangles. Yeah, let's go. I wonder where the <laughs> closest you Bojangles is. take a road trip is. down to uh, Williamsburg right now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up, Dawson? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, we followed you. Yeah, we did that. We did that. <laughs> but yeah, um, great interview. Um, I'm really glad um, that he basically told you that you yeah. are stupid and I was that about to bring that up. Oreos are superior. Inaccurate. Um, I, I'm one to know right now, as far as people that we asked that question to, I think that should be our icebreaker question for everybody that we have come on the show. And, key, and, and we'll keep track of it. Yes. And we'll have, okay. Like so now I'm down, I'm down, I'm down one, nothing now. Um, yeah. Hopefully not it goes bad. better for me than the chipping hour has been. Um, True. That is just going snowballing downhill currently. Um, but we'll get back on track for that one. And we'll also get back on track for this because we're not going to talk about my depressing um, chipping hour attempts that I've had recently. Um, but yeah, Golden Oreos are superior. Um, Dawson Anders is a great interview. Um, I definitely hope we have him back on again because um, he was great to talk to. And hopefully we can, we can talk to him once we actually follow uh, college golf a little bit more. Well, also when, uh, like you said in the interview, you know, he's, he's looking at like the next steps in his golf career, things like that. So we'll obviously have to get him back on and see if we can kind of give him a spiritual guidance in a way and give him a little from the tips bump, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Cause we're definitely going to be able to help him. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, speaking of spiritual guidance, I mentioned right the other week right. um, that I've been having some mental issues out on the golf course. Um, too many swing thoughts, all that good stuff. Um, I haven't been able to put it into actual golf play today, but I do want to, I do want to announce this here first. Um, you hear it here first on the, from the tips podcast. I started this about probably a week and a half, two weeks ago. I started meditating. Yeah. Okay. That's a good face. I like that face. Look at um, you. Yeah. So I started meditating, which is like, it was weird at first. Cause like, you're supposed to just like focus on your breathing and not like think about anything. And that's really hard for me. Cause I I'm think afraid I would fall stuff. asleep. Um, that's what I thought too, but I yeah. don't. Okay. I really well, at least don't. you got that going for um, you. So I started it and like, I like, I haven't really noticed it in like my normal daily life. Cause my normal daily life is kind of hectic and always busy doing stuff. But after the gym today, I was like, you know what? I kind of just need like some time alone, like time to think to myself, like do my own thing, just kind of hang out. So I went to the driving range. And I stepped up 
and I hit my first ball. I think I had my approach wedge. Um, I stepped up to my ball. I got set. I didn't think about how I got set, but I got set exactly how I normally do. And no, no swing thought, which I don't know if that's good or bad, uh, but no, oh, swing it's thought. so good to hell with and, swing thoughts. And I just swung the club and I just piped this thing straight down the middle. It was only my approach wedge. So it was like, I think I ended up hitting like the hundred mark. Um, I was at Maccoby. So it was the uphill. Yeah. So it was the uh, hundred. I don't rock. really know um, how that is distance wise. I haven't really gotten to test out the distance on my new irons yet, but it was pin straight. And I was just piping everything today. Um, so I'm oh, thinking yeah. positively that I might be in a good spot right now. All right. Um, I have to keep everyone updated on that. Cause like I said, I haven't been able to put that into use on a real round where I'm in the rough, I'm in the sand, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, vibes are high right now. I'm really excited. I do, I do love this. Um, I love this for you. I'll keep you guys updated. I'm up to 15 minutes a day right now. I do it before I go to bed. Um, nice. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. That's awesome, man. Like I am, I, 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 I could run through a wall right now. I'm so excited for you. Come on, let's do this meditation. I mean, I know it's the opposite of meditation, Yeah, um, yeah but you do the meditating. Yeah. I'll do the, yeah. the insane stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of my, my thing. Speaking of insane. Yes. I did look up the nearest Bojangles to us. There is a Bojangles in Reading, Pennsylvania. Is there? We don't even have to go that far. It's right there. Road trip. Road trip. Road trip. <laughs> We gotta go grab Phil. Be like, we Phil, go, we're going back we to Albright. Go, we gotta go golf out in Reading, and we gotta get we gotta get Bojangles. We're going back. Apparently that's apparently that's how I shoot like Dawson Anders if I go get Bojangles. Go okay, so what we have to do is we have to compare and contrast. So we both eat Bojangles. I eat my Mega Stuffed Oreo. You eat <laughs> your whatever golden, golden brown, whatever you golden, want to call it. it it's, it's yellow. Don't Superior. let's not let's stop. Um, and then we'll see what really separates us is the Oreo. So we're going to see, I guess we will. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, before we get off track too much, what (laughs) for some reason, go back off track. There we go. How (laughs) many body armors are you going to drink tonight? Jeez. (laughs) Um, Brian, I am hydrated, um, (laughs) sugared up too. Um, so I was at the gym, I was at the gym with Phil today. Um, and we were talking about handicaps and i was telling him about dawson um i think he told us what did he say it was a, it was a plus, plus six plus six oh i thought yeah. it was plus four Jeez. i think um, was it plus four or plus i thought six, it was plus like four um but Either i was talking way. to phil about it and i was like giving him like a little little tidbit about what was going to be happening on the interview and he was like he was like plus four like he's almost scratched i was like dude he is scratched like so that's he's passed he was like he was like, he was like I, thought, I thought scratch was like a zero and i was like yeah he's a plus four and he was like, oh, man. Um, and then I had to explain the whole handicap system to Phil. So that was fun. He was like, he was like, so on average, he shoots four under. And I was like, no, that's not how it works. I was like, that's not how it works at all. He was, like, he was like, this is the saddest day of my life. At that's, this hand, point. That's, ha- that's handicapping for dummies. If you really want to explain um, it, like baseline, it's like on average, how much you shoot. Usually the question is over par, but uh, it's for Dawson, it's very, though. yeah, it's, it's, it's based on your potential um for how you can shoot so that was an interesting conversation that we had um today <laughs> just thought i would bring that up um that sounds like a really fun lifting conversation for learning the handicap system today Yay, um, Phil. <laughs> good job for you buddy proud of you um so yeah well let's cap off this episode in the best way we know how to the only way we know how to the only way we should 
The two man scramble spelled with a K. Shout out to Scramble House of Golf. We Scramble are Rose Rats. Um, Squad. Let's get into it. We have two questions. Uh, one fielded by, uh, let me pull it up. We got one fielded by John and the other fielded by Tom, both writers for Hack Across America. John and Tom are carrying, carrying you guys right now. Um, I'm going to need more people to start sending in some questions. Um, John and Tom are pretty much doing everything. So stop. Stop making them carry the weight and uh, send us some questions to answer. Stop making us answer golf questions that we have to think about, okay? where What happened to the Oreo questions? I need I more questions like question. that. I miss the Oreo question. I like the rants where we go on random rants about food. You know how much content we got out of that Oreo thing? We're now asking it to every interview we have. Like These are the type of questions that build, okay? We don't want to answer questions about golf. You guys don't want to hear us answer questions about golf because we suck, okay? <laughs> so there's that. Anyways, we have questions about golf to answer. So... Um, <laughs> uh, first question from our, oh, I was getting into something actually. Uh, Tom and John, both writers for Across America. Stay tuned. We have an announcement about a combining of brains. And, uh, Thank you. I was going to just keep going until that hit my brain. A collaboration <laughs> <laughs> um with hack across america stay tuned for that that is coming shortly so stay tuned for that but the first question fielded by john is what is your off-season workout golf wise uh i want to field this question to you because i think yours is going to sound a lot smarter than mine <laughs> um so i'm just going to kind of hopefully bounce off what you say okay i mean well I mean, we're we, the we workout worked out guy, so we worked out <clears throat> together a lot we did. Um, in the off season. Look at me now. I'm holding my microphone. Yeah, he's holding it now. He's got That's some, he's got right some now. swag You guys can now. probably hear me so well. Um, yes. Yeah. So crispy. So what we did um, for most of this off season, um, I did basically the stuff that I learned in school um, as far as like programming and stuff for off season training, getting into season and stuff like that. Um, so took a little bit of time off. Um, not too long, like a week or two. Um, just kind of like relaxing, recovering from the summer because uh, I'm an old man and my hip was killing me by the end of golf my season. Hip. My, my hip. hip. <laughs> um, was killing me by the end of golf season. So I definitely needed some time off. Brian's knees were probably hurting him. So he probably needed some was time so off. bad. So um, badly. But yeah, then we came back. We did some, uh, some endurance weight training, stuff like that. Uh, got into some more hypertrophy stuff. Um, eventually working our way into the strength-based stuff. Um, a little bit of power stuff that we're in right now, um, kind of maintaining the strength that we got in the off season. Um, the main part of this question that John, I think, wanted to hear about, um, rather than me ramble on about um, programming and periodization, is if I focused on flexibility in the training. Um, what you good over there? I, th- I like I heard the word you said, but I'm still trying to periodization figure out what it means. Yeah. It's basically just like separating it into like certain phases in order to increase athletic performance. So like endurance, hypertrophy, strength, power, like separating it into different blocks. Dude, I went Um, to four years of college to learn how to talk into a microphone, okay? And you do it (laughs) fantastically. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. You do it better than anyone I know. so anyway, uh, main question that he had, I think, was the flexibility aspect of it. Um, And to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of just stretching. It's a little boring to me, Um, mostly because I don't really know what I'm doing because I don't really care enough about it. 
Um, so I like to increase uh, my flexibility through my training. Um, so like, for example, when you see people squat, um, a lot of times people just do like a quarter squat because they're not flexible enough to get low enough. So in my squatting, in my like everything, pretty much full range of motion is the way to go. Uh, whether you're doing squats, whether you're doing flies, whether you're doing uh, random band exercises, stuff like that. Um, full range of motion for the most part will give you the flexibility that you're looking for. If you're doing functional movements, obviously, if you're doing all machine work, you're not going to be getting the extra flexibility and stuff like that. Um, which is why a lot of the stuff that we did was, uh, free weight exercises because then you are forced to get, uh, more of a range of motion. So that was pretty much, um, the basics of what we did, um, specifically flexibility, not too much. Um, cause like I said, I just don't like stretching. It's not a, not a thing of mine, but I have been using my Theragun, um, just to like loosen up the muscles a little that bit. That thing is that's magical. Nice. That's pretty nice. Oh, love that thing. Uh, well, the, for my answer, uh, Johnny boy, um, uh, my strategy in my off season training is, uh, follow Rick around like a lost puppy in the gym <laughs> and just do as he do. So, uh. Yeah, that's that's my strategy. Usually, it pans out pretty well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, haven't, we bo we're both hitting farther this year, so haven't hurt myself yet, which is good. The knee feels great because I feel like we're building a lot more strength in my uh, in my surrounding muscles now, which is fantastic. Very important after ACL surgery. Um, but yeah, so I basically just kind of follow what Rick tells me to do, uh, and, you're and it and I'm hitting farther, so it pans out. I promise. Uh, moving on to question number two. In the two-man scramble, Tom fielded the question, who would win in an irons-only match? However, we do have to putt. I don't think that really matters that much. I don't think it really matters um, that much. I'm either. just going like to – I'm just gonna, pretty comparable. I'm pretty much just going to shut this down before it even starts. Um, you. Oh, what's the, not what's, even a competition. What's the fun in that? It's not even <laughs> a competition at this point. Um, Brian's Look. iron play has been redonkulous the past few times he's been out. Um, so if we're going out right now and doing it only iron match. Brian's destroying me. Um, for example, if we were playing match play, he'd probably beat me nine and eight tiger style. I don't um, think I'd be able to tiger just, style. That's yeah. just how well his irons are hitting right now. I hit mine well at the range today, which is not even close to how you play on the course. So um, I'm just going to squash that bug before it gets too far. Um, before it starts Brian. running away too far. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my thing. It's kind of an unfair question right now because you did just get new irons and you are still feeling yourself through the graphite shafts. It took me almost an entire half season to get used to going from steel shafts to graphite shafts because they're a bit whippier and things are a bit different. I mean, you saw the struggle when I first uh, got those irons that I was going through for many a week. Yeah, I was I was having chunking problems and I was thinning it and then, you know, I was hitting it off the toe. Um, it takes a while to get accustomed to a new set of irons and you just got yours. Uh, so I think this question should be fielded and quite possibly proven. If you want some content folks, let us know. Um, when Rick is like, yeah, I have a really good feeling about these irons right now. I feel I comfortable. Make that a thing. That's what I'm saying. Future content. We're doing it. Future content. You're all match. welcome. Only uh, iron, iron only match. It's happening. Once Rick comes to me and he goes, Hey, I, I like the way I'm hitting these irons. I feel comfortable with them. It's all like Donkey Kong. So keep an eye out for that. Never. <laughs> so that is never going to happen. Uh, that's a video that will never exist. <laughs> it's a pipe dream. You can think about it. 
I don't think I'll, how it'll end. I was on board with smoking that pipe earlier. I'm not, not now. No, just, this one I'm going to pass. I'm feeling on. it. <laughs> no, the, the one from earlier, the, the the Billy Horschel juiced out of the Ryder Cup. That that one that I one, can get on board. That one with. we're on board with. I like it. How how many episodes in a row have we talked about the Ryder Cup? Is anybody keeping track of this? Um, you're here, so I think all yeah. of them. So maybe <laughs> quite possibly all. Of them. I think it's come up in pretty much every single episode. <laughs> I can't help it. I love it so much. Um. <laughs> Well, that should do it unless you have something else to, uh, to to bring up, my man. I was trying to think of something just because I don't want to stop talking right now, which is weird. Um, it's the meditation. Look at you. Dude, I don't know. Look at I'm you, just, man. I'm a whole new person right Got now. I'm really tan energy. right now. Can you see this? My tan line right now? I, yes. I think it's because I'm getting a lot of sun. I think you I'm are getting outside a lot of sun lot, at yeah. work. I think that's what it is. Uh, it's giving me life. I'm like a plant. I'm, I'm still pale. The sun, and then I just give off energy. Pace. oh there you go that's that desk worker life <laughs> yes sir <laughs> i don't even see the sun because i don't have a window very depressing <laughs> you come in the dark you leave, <laughs> you in, leave the dark. in the dark <laughs> <laughs> all right well that should do it for uh, is this episode we confirm which episode this was we did not we just kind of really bad we're kind of really bad after i get into double digits i have no 12. idea what's going on anymore it's 12. 12 episode 12 uh, from the tips thank you all for listening again thank you to dawson for the interview we got more interview opportunities coming up shortly so stay tuned for that obviously go temple golf go owls wait T for temple we forgot Eagles. something how did i remember this and you didn't what happened our collab our collaboration with hack across america we brought that yes. up we brought that up yeah we didn't say what it was I know I'm teasing it to the people. Oh. <laughs> I love I love this little this little thing we got going here. This is this is good. Uh, this for is the good. record, I did not know that was supposed to be a tease. I thought we were gonna uh, have you guys all hundred percent in on that one. So well, I would I would have said it earlier. <laughs> However, we have another episode in between when that content happens, with which we will then drop the information to the folks. I like to leave a little breadcrumb trail so that they follow us into the stupid things we do. Okay, that's fair. Um, See, exactly. That one's on me, like guys. That? No, that's um, good. That's good. I, gonna, I love that. I love every second. Once again, apologize in a crystal clear voice um, for that one. So Second crispy. mistake that I've made. Um, at least my microphone's plugged in now, though, so hopefully... Hopefully Lays. you heard that mistake. Lay's wavy crispy. Say all the apologies. Lays, wavy, crispy. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Lay's wavy crispy. Lay's, Lays, Lays wavy crispy. <laughs> Lays, yeah, I don't think I, I think I'm gonna actually induce a stroke if I do that. I think right, I'll talk to you guys happen. next week. Have a good one. <laughs> See you guys.